Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. I'll bet you heard that story about the luggage that went missing and then the air tag that had been placed in the luggage helped police find the thief. We talked about it briefly here. It was one of the Smirconish.com headlines. I have wanted to talk about location tracking generally, and the Find My app, which I'm wondering, do you use it? And if so, for what purpose? And of course, I've got the perfect person with whom to talk about all of this in Stephen Levy, who is Wired's editor at large. You'll remember he's written books about his time being embedded at Apple, uh, Google, and most recently at Facebook. This is his domain, and it's always good to have him here. Hey, Stephen, thank you so much. Hope you've enjoyed a good summer. Glad to have you back. Yeah, it's been a lovely summer. Uh, thanks for having me. Let us not take for granted that people know anything of what we're discussing when we say location tracking. Lay it out in basics, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. So the general topic of location tracking is that we have just a number of devices, some of them with this you know technology called GPS, which is global position um, you know, I don't know what the UPS is for, but uh, it's a, a, a technology developed to basically um, locate yourself, you know, through these satellites anywhere on planet Earth. Um, then there's other things that track you, like, uh, you know, your iPhone, for instance, can track you from not only from GPS, but through the networks you use from Wi-Fi um, and other technologies like Bluetooth, the thing you use to connect maybe a speaker to your um, phone um, could be used uh, to track. So Apple so introduced base, base, Apple introduced the, the – go ahead. Yeah, ba- ba- basically we are now all beacons. We're all pretty much tracked um, uh, potentially everywhere we go, and intelligence agencies and the phone networks, if you subpoena them, can – give those agencies uh, your locations, wherever you go. Um, there's probably a log of that. They could uh, figure out where you've been um, if they legally or subpoena you or maybe even someone hacks the information and gets hold of it. So it was 11 years ago that Apple introduced the Find My app, and it's it's become not only popular for keeping in touch with friends, but for other maybe unintended but other purposes. It's become much bigger than that which was launched. Fair? Right, yeah, yeah. The Find My app is something that if you lose your phone 
Um, you could, you know, then go on your computer and say, hey, where, where's my phone? Where, where did I leave it? And they say, no, actually, it's in this store. Like, you, you picked it up and, you know, looked something up and then put it down and walked away. And you'd be able to go to the store and find where your phone is or your laptop. How about the air tags? Speak to what they do and how some of the uses uh, that have been implemented. Sure. So Apple came out a little year ago with this thing called the AirTag, which is, you know, a little thing, bigger than a quarter maybe, a little thicker. Um, and it's a device that you can put with some one of your possessions. You could attach it to. You could uh, use it as a key ring. You could put something in there and make it uh, a tag, uh, uh, slip this little uh, round device in there as a key ring. Um, and that enables you to track that device, make sure you don't lose it. Um, and you could track it on your phone. You can see where it is. Um, if you have a recent iPhone um, and you lose something in the house, it could actually guide you uh, in the room to where that piece, if they slipped under a cushion or something like that, might be. And you walk around the room, and the little beep gets louder and louder as you approach it. If you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. No, you're getting colder. The beep gets a little less faint. But what if you put it in someone's car with an illicit purpose? Or what if you put it in a woman's handbag or, or some other use where you're trying to keep tabs on somebody who might not want you keeping tabs on them? Yeah, now that's the rub, isn't it? Um, these things turn out to be uh, very efficient stalking devices. And there's been over 150 cases reported to the police. And God knows how many you know cases you really have where uh, people use them to... Uh, track overwhelmingly men tracking women, you know, to to keep tabs on them. It could be someone uh, who's, you know, a very jealous person, Um, his spouse or his girlfriend. They want to know where they've been. Um, It could be someone in a bar, slips into someone's uh, handbag. There's cases like that, and then they follow them to where they're going. It's also used sometimes people put it in a very expensive car, and, you know, they track where the car goes, you know, so your car is parked somewhere and they'll put the uh, an air tag on it and then find out where you park it at night and then steal it. I know a woman who placed one of the air tags in her own wallet and her wallet was stolen from her and it helped law enforcement track down the guy who had stolen it from her. Right. Well, that's that's, you know, a, a good thing, you know, so you want to keep track of your wallet. And a lot of people use those things in their wallets. What's one of the key things? Um, and you mentioned the luggage uh, case of a few days ago. Um, you know, uh, those are effective ways to track it. And, of course, the warning that comes with that is don't try to go and claim it yourself. If you have, like, a, like, like maybe a burly friend and you want to, like, you know, accompany <laughs> that friend to, like, say, hey, give me back my luggage or my, my, my wallet, you know, that is a recipe for disaster. Uh, sometimes that person might have a gun. and You know, uh, good things don't come of that. And sometimes if you're lucky, the police will cooperate with you. But sometimes they're a little busy and that's not their highest priority thing. So there's sometimes frustrating cases where you say, hey, I know where my stolen laptop is or whatever. And, you know, uh, you really you know, don't get great response from the police. Stephen, uh, the prevalence of this, 
among younger people in particular. This is data that was published in the New York Times this week. Location sharing isn't new. In 2011, Apple released Find My Friends. In 2013, 7% of U.S. adults said they checked into locations on social media or shared their locations with friends, according to Pew Research. This year, 69% of Gen Z... 77% of millennials say they activated location sharing features at least sometimes compared with 62% of U.S. adults in general, according to the Harris poll. So a lot of folks are using this technology for different purposes. Right. There is something kind of positive about that. In the past, there's been different apps. One was called Dodgeball. Um, where you walking around a neighborhood and you say, hey, my friends are in that bar down the street. I'm going to go right. and meet up with them. Right. right. So there can be positive, like literally everything in technology, there can be positive you know, things about it. And that's why we buy these things and love them. And then there could be dark sides to them as well. Um, we have to mitigate them. And to Apple, you know, this has been pointed out very forcefully to Apple about some of the protections they didn't take when they released the air tags and they added some some others you know, they added some protections now you know they, Stephen, you know, Stephen, something that might not occur to you but we're we're concerned i think as a society about the impact of social media technology generally on mental health and young people and when i was reading in on this uh, something i did, wouldn't have occurred to me as an adult but to be a young person today and to be in a location sharing group and then all of a sudden to be excommunicated or to be someone in that, you know, that homeroom who's not in the group that are sharing the locations. It's yet another way that that, you know, some kids don't get picked for basketball. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, I guess it amplifies everything. So, yes. you know, not getting picked, you know, it, it's hurtful. You know, I remember this uh, from my own youth. It's hurtful not getting picked for the for the team. But at least when it happened to me, um, it wasn't shared widely on a social network. So people who weren't at the playground, you know, uh, get to say, wow, they didn't pick Levy. You know, um, what a loser. Right. Yes. Yes. You're right. The good with the bad, as with, with, with all of these things. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. 
Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Sum up, what is it that Stephen Levy, the Wired editor-at-large, most wanted to say about location sharing in general? Uh, We need, actually, legislation to limit it because we really have no control over the larger picture of it. And and it it is very scary that everywhere we go is locked somewhere. And we need, you know, uh, there's someone, there's been different privacy laws, you know, brought before Congress. They never managed to pass them. Um, So we need to get control in general of what happens to our data, you know, and and how it's used and who gets to see it. What are you embedding yourself into next? I hope it's Tesla. Uh, Well, there's been a lot of stuff about Tesla. It's a pretty competitive market. I know you're dying to have me write a book about it. Yes, I am. But but I looked into it, and there were like 10 books going. And, you know, and um, uh, I'm I'm looking into – to me, one of the most interesting things I did is I had a long conversation – with the uh, Google engineer who believed that yes. Google's chatbot was like sentient. sentient. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, he hired a lawyer for it. Um, and to me, I don't believe it was sentient. I'm not sure he believes it either. I, I asked him like 10 times, are you serious? Um, but uh, the these chatbots and these, you know, things which come up with uh, really imaginative uh, pictures on demand there's a system that does that um i think are opening the door to an exciting and scary realm and i'm diving a little deeper into that well uh our sons turned me on to oculus and i'm I'm not a big user but i feel like from the moment i put on that headset i have seen the future and parts of it are fabulous and parts of it are frightening because i fear it's just going to make it even easier not to experience life as we know it but to to be in one room and think you've had all of those experiences well yeah right now there's a limit on it because i'll bet when you put it on you saw that world you didn't leave that thing on for three hours you know the thing it's just no. simply not comfortable so correct the next step is to make it so it's like wearing a pair of eyeglasses well when they get there it's going to turn the world upside down no doubt yeah, yeah right yeah i mean our, our reality is going to have a layer onto it. So, you know, as much as we use our phones now, picture them where we don't have to pick up the physical objects. This yeah. is, you know, the, the kind of data on our screen is, you know, a heads-up display like Top Gun, um, you know, uh, well, sometimes giving us information and sometimes presenting a world that doesn't really exist but could be a shared hallucination almost. But, but you um, say you say Top Gun. Why am I ever going out to the movies? Why am I going to a sporting event? Why am I going to a concert? Why am I going on vacation? I can just sit in my living room and, and convince myself that I'm having all of those experiences. I'm worried about it. Anyway, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay. you know, I love thank your contributions. Thank you, and I love being on. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Have a great remainder of the summer. Bye-bye. You too. Stephen Levy is Wired's editor at large. Um, can I just share a, a paragraph or two to flesh this subject out? And of course, I'm going to take phone calls. I'm dying to hear how you are using Apple AirTags or how you are using locational technology generally. Um, what can be startling, says the New York Times, and harder to quantify is how widely younger people share their location information. 
Some say they track a dozen or more friends on the app and that those friends track them back. These features are not limited to just find my dating, food delivery, ride hailing apps often ask for access to location data, Facebook's messenger, Snapchat's snap maps and third party apps like the family oriented life 360, all available on iPhones and Android phones and offer real time location sharing features and location sharing is built into some smartphones starting in 2015. Find my friends became automatically installed in iPhones in 2019 it and Apple's device locating apps, Find My iPhone and Find My Mac, were relied into, were, pardon me, rolled into the standalone Find My. Google Maps, which comes pre-installed in Android phones, has a similar location sharing feature. Dan, you use, you use the, uh, uh, the Apple, uh, tag here. Yeah, yep. on, on your dog. Yeah, on our dogs. Both of them dogs have plural. Them. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting is uh, that they are actually registered to the two AirTags are registered to Catherine's uh, Apple account, so my fiance, and so and they're not registered to mine, my Apple ID. So when I am out walking the dogs uh, alone and she's not with me, and I have my phone with me, or she is somewhere else with her phone away from them, my phone actually uh, gives me this alert that there's a couple of AirTags nearby. It's sort of like a every is everything okay type message. I'm not sure exactly what it says off the top of my head, but it's uh, looking out to see like if I'm being inadvertently tracked and I don't know about it, which is wild. And then she can just log in on her phone anytime and, and see where they are. So it's a great way to keep track of the dogs in case they uh, get loose and get lost. What do uh, you do? Leash. You put the tag inside their collar? Yeah, it's just hanging on their collar along with their rabies tag and, and, and their name and everything. Yep. For how long and for how long will that charge last? Uh, a, quite a long time. We just uh, I mean, we've had them for at least six, six, eight months, and I think we just got our first. Uh, she got a low battery alert a couple weeks ago and re- replaced it. I mean, I think it's tiny. brilliant for for yeah. dogs. I think it's absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, and it makes a very, very small, uh, very quiet beeping sound uh, if you're looking for them. So um, you can sort of uh, alert them, and but they're you know if you're looking for a dog in the woods, it's not going to be really loud enough for you to find it, but in the house you can hear it. TC, do you use Find My Emma? So it's so interesting. Um, the answer is no. She would like uh, to be able to find us but does not want to reciprocate. And so we're at an impasse. <laughs> so really? no one, ah. no one could find anyone in our household. I do have, she has friends who can find her so I can find her if I need to find her, but she has refused to put us on, on it. And therefore no one can find anyone. <laughs> right. One, one of our four has opted out. Everyone, well, the thing is, like, everyone Michael, else participates. She's an only child. Like it's, it's a little too much. Do you know what I'm saying? Like at least you guys are spread out, and I completely understand. But I remember, so. I remember when there was an incident about six months ago in Brooklyn, and shame oh. on me. I don't. I think it was, it was some the, god awful shooting on the subway. That's what it was. And and we were on air, and you were yep. panicked. Right? I was. I mean, that I would was. have been that would have been a great time where you could have gone on and taken a look at Find My Emma. And I would have known that she was safely in her apartment, which is where she was, because I left the studio right. and called her. Correct. Right. Yes. Um, and actually, at the time, she didn't even know that was going on. So I broke that news to her. I mean, uh, that I, was awful. You're right. I was. You know how last weekend we all needed to uh, download new software for iPhones? There was like sure. an iPhone bug and they wanted uh-huh. everybody to immediately. So I was with my mother and I was assisting her in downloading the new the software update. Sure. Uh, you know, kind of the blind leading the blind, according to my kids who... <laughs> <laughs> who always have to help me, but then I'm able to help my mother. But 
but this subject came up because my mom saw that I had uh, find my friends and that I was looking not only at uh, our kids and, you know, well, just our kids and my wife, but I, I also have her registered. And she had never seen it before and was kind of blown away by the, the technology. Like, why would you want that? I'm like, Wait, Mom. So I, in know, other we... words, you think someone's tracking me and I don't know it? Like Joey and Emma always know where I am and I have no idea? Is that a possibility? No, I'm not, I, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think it's a good thing. Like for my mom, my mom's yeah. older and I, I want to, you know, make sure hey, that I, I can be helpful. Another thing on those air tags, I have someone in my orbit whose wallet was stolen and um, well, you heard my story, right? Terrible, right? Exactly. So it the happened. wallet was stolen. Yes, yeah. and now the new wallet has an air tag inside of it, and that's a measure of just you know so much nicer to know that at least it's got that. I don't. Of I don't have any of these air tags. How much are? Neither they? do I. Like twenty seven dollars each. I look them up. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get some. I'm. Why not? I want. I want one in my my briefcase. I want one yeah. in my briefcase. That that's 100%. that's the one that it's the top of. Like I'm walking around with the equivalent of the nuclear codes for my life. You right. know what I mean? Stick and it on I your computer. That's what I you just need. don't want. To, I don't want to get. I don't want to get jammed up on it. This is the Smirconish podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready Rav Four. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Uh, Woodland Hills, California, this is Max. Max, talk to me about location sharing. Hi. Hey, now. Hey. Go ahead, I'm in. uh, So, uh, yeah, um, I... um, Last year, um, I was in spring training to see the Dodgers in Arizona, and I was having such a good time that I drunkenly lost my phone. Uh-oh. And um, luckily, um, you know, I had the uh, – I don't uh, subscribe to Apple. Um, I, I'm not an Apple user. I, 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 won't do, I won't give Apple my business because that's – I believe they're an evil corporation. But anyway, um, I have – it's the same thing for Google, for um, Android. Um, I left – I threw it away in a garbage can outside oh. of a fast food restaurant. Oh man! And what a yeah. bender! What a bender you were on! It's, it's, it's exactly, exactly. I was dying trying to figure out did someone take it? Did I leave it in the Uber? Where was it? It ended up being in a garbage can. So you had totally, to what? You had to take the I take the so, top off of it. 
Uh, yeah, I had to dig in there and and, and go for it. But <laughs> it, it it was it was such a relief, and and I get it. Like I, I'm not a big fan of you know government tracking me and whatnot. But look, man, I'm not. What do I have to be paranoid about? I'm just a regular guy. I'm not committing crimes. I'm not you know like in a militia. I'm not talking bad about um, or making threats to people. I'm like the last person. I'm, I'm like, no one would want to know anything about me. So that's the least that I'm worried about. Max, bye for now. Interesting call. Bye for now. This is Jennifer in Westchester, New York, on the subject of locational tracking. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. So I have an internal struggle with this. I refuse to let my family track me on my find my friends. I right. refuse. Because I'm 50 years old, they know every. If I go to the bathroom, they're knocking on the door. They don't need to know where I'm going. It makes me crazy. I just feel like it's a, against my privacy. But then I did buy the Apple AirTags because we went to Europe, and mm-hmm. I was hearing of all of those issues mm-hmm. against my against my will because my niece's friend had somebody drop one in her bag. So now I feel like I just bought into this cog of no privacy, but yet I joined in in the gang to get my bag. I don't get it. Wait a minute. Someone dropped it into your niece's bag illicitly, like they wanted to track her? Yes. Yes. One of her friends. Yes. Oh, one of her friends. I see. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't really get the luggage thing because I think the airlines are pretty good now that they put barcodes on bags. They know even if your luggage is, is not physically there, they know where it is. Like I think of the day that I had this nightmare, uh, where a flight that I was supposed to take to Florida got canceled and I ended up sitting at the Philly airport for six hours, just waiting for the bag to come back from wherever the hell they had taken it in storage. It would have done me no good to know, Hey, it's a hundred yards away. I, they still weren't going to let me get my bag. But I think in Europe it's different because they were, you know, you saw the, on the news where everyone, the luggage was coming from London and shipping right. back on flight. So it was a way for us to be like, okay, we know our luggage made it to Greece. Yeah, or yeah we I know hear you. Uh, you know, like we, it was just some way. I don't know. Maybe it was peace of mind, and maybe I should. But we knew exactly where it was. We knew when we got on the plane, like the puddle jumpers, it was with us. I guess maybe we could have. I mean, when you when you factor when you factor in not only the location sharing, but like the camera technology, I I I best thank you, Jennifer. Enjoyed hearing that. I I best not tell too many of these stories, but but we have security cameras on the exterior of our house. Um, They're not expensive. And I mean, they would drive me bat blank if I let them because I get alerts anytime there's there's a movement. And the quality in the last couple of years, you know, it used to be if you wanted security cameras, TC, are you, are you waving at me long distance that I should just X nay with the whole security talk? No, I kind of like it. And um, they like, you know, don't go up to Michael's house, ladies and gentlemen. It, you know what it, I'm saying? Used, he will it see used you. To, it used to be, well, crazy things come with this turf. It used to be that you'd have to spend a lot of money to put in a system of, of you know, hardwired cameras. <clears throat> now it's nothing. Like it's nothing to make sure that, You've got movement. You can rely on solar. Everybody's got ring video, uh, you know, capabilities. And so you put together locational tracking and and the camera capability. And at some point, it's a bit much. I get it. I get it. Uh, Doug, you're in Texas. You don't support any of this. How come? No, uh, just a little bit of the demographic. 67-year-old, college-educated male. Uh, 
grew up with technology. I mean, I was in the semiconductor industry for 26 years, and it was all about processor speed and how big is your memory. But uh, as soon as the smartphone came around, I started getting very weary of the whole technology thing. And uh, I have a iPhone, albeit I think it's probably a three or some older generation. Uh, if there's any tracking technology, I always turn it off. I have nothing to do with the cloud. I always believe it's got it's up. To, there's always more nefarious applications or, or issues with with these sorts of uh, technology than there is good. And in this uh, in this case in this case, what worries you? In this case, what worries you? What worries me is 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 people who I don't know uh, who are are looking for me for whatever reason. Right. And there's no reason for them to. I just feel like they they will. Right. And uh, it, whether it's it's tracking or whatever, uh, I, I just I just don't see any good for it. And you know I don't even use my phone for maps. I use a Garmin for maps, and, and in fact it's a lot better hmm. than the Apple is. Yeah, well, I'm not here to talk you out of it. I, I get the I, – this is why it's going to be a great poll question tomorrow. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate it. I, I understand the privacy concerns that some have. I've, I've kind of surrendered to most of it. I, I've pretty much surrendered to, to most of it, and I'm probably going to go get a couple of Apple tags just because I've thought of a few things uh, while I've been on air thinking and talking to all of you. Ken, you're in Santa Rosa, California, thinking what? Well, I have my story is that I have location devices built into my hearing aids. And uh, last year, took the grandkids to the pumpkin patch and put my granddaughter up on my shoulders. And about five minutes real- later, realized I didn't have my hearing aid. Went back the next morning on my with my phone and the tracking devices that are built into them. And after about a half an hour, found them out in a dirt parking lot and saved oh. myself about $7,000. Oh, my God. Wow. That's unbelievable. What a good story. Yeah. 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 Very happy day. Thank you, sir. Appreciate I'm sure you really? felt terrific. Yeah, felt great about that. Bobby, New Hampshire, talk to me. Hi. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have a 79-year-old dad who um, has Alzheimer's. And I'm sorry to hear up that. Until about a year ago, uh, thank you. Up until about a year ago, he liked to wander. Um, when he still had his license, he'd get in his car and he'd get lost. His license was taken away, but he'd just get up, walk out of the house, and would have no idea where he was. So he's always had an iPhone. I We sat down, we talked it over with him. We activated Find My iPhone. And the two times he's wanted off, we've been able to find him relatively quickly. So it's not something that I use for myself personally or any of the air tags, but uh, it's peace of mind knowing that if my yeah, dad wanders of off, we, we should know where he is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone could have a problem with with that application. Good things for your father, Bobby. Thank you for sharing that story, Brian. You're in Florida on locational tracking. What did you want to share? I think it's a great idea in certain times. Uh, the best time I can think of is out here. The school buses have GPS, and there's a where's the bus at. So in Florida, you know, it's either 100 degrees or raining or both. My son's never left out at the bus stop in the rain or the bad heat because I know when the bus arrives. I'm also an Uber driver, and it's a great way for my girlfriend to track me, and we can make plans for the rest of the day depending on where I am. And to comment on the prior caller saying Apple's evil, anyone ever wonder why there's only one bite out of the apple? 
Do you have the answer? Because of Adam and Eve or some no, such I, thing? Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's just something I've always loved to ask people, and it kind of nobody ever notices it. No, I, I notice it, and I think Walter Isaacson had the answer in his Steve Jobs uh, biography, but I frankly can't remember what it is. I don't remember. Do you? I do not, but I will have to look that up. Thank yeah. you for the information. Thanks. Appreciate it. Katie. I, I know, ju- I'm raising my hand. Yeah. I'm Hang on, Katie. Hand. TC wants to say something. Go ahead. Okay. So evidently the Logos creator, Rob Janoff, said the reason that the bite was there is that uh, without it, it was hard to identify as an apple. Hmm. Let me take a look at my laptop. Yeah. That's why I just closed my screen. I was like, oh, yeah, there's one bite. But I think you would still know. I would Maybe know. the bite makes it more. I don't know. Uh, Linda says, the thought of my parents tracking me is horrible. Hi, Linda. <laughs> Hi there. Hey, TC. Love you guys. Um, Yeah, so I'm a Gen Xer, and my brother and sister-in-law have the Life360 app, and their Gen Z children are constantly tracked. One of them's in college. And I was thinking about, and I know I get it, uh, you know, I guess people just aren't, you know, younger people aren't as freaked out about it as, as the Gen Xers are, but I just think of all the the crap I did when I was, a, you know, in high school and college, and I'm so grateful that there's no documentation of it. And this is just an extension of that, in my opinion. Oh, you'd have, fig- you'd have, have- figured out how to outsmart your parents, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, in my in my youth, I- it was, you know, don't go to Jersey and drink. And of course, right. we did. So I, I don't well, know. I, I, I guess we'd have left our phones behind. So. I live 50 miles away in T- from Tijuana, Mexico. So, oh boy. you know, my entire, you know, 18 to 21 was spent getting, you know, tequila shooters and, you know, uh, yeah. So this is, you know, I, I just come from a completely different um, experience. But my my niece has no problem at all that her that her stepmom tracks her at her every waking move. I find it abhorrent. 50 so, miles I, from Tijuana. I'm, I'm, I'm flooded it, with memories of being there in high school. <laughs> it was quite the experience. I, I used to tell people I drank more before I was 21 um, than I did after I was 21. Just I'm going res- to reserve my stories for a later date, my Tijuana stories. <laughs> Linda, thank you. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right. 
a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.